Welcome back to Microfamous. We're talking about idea generators, how to come up with five new topics for solo episodes right now. We're going to dive into that in a second, but I want to talk a little bit about where this idea came from because it's in the context of coming up with ideas. So uh, one of the listeners, Bob, big shout out to, uh, to you, uh, sent in a little note that he had spotted a post from another influencer just pointing out the, what I've already noticed and talked about on the show, which is that so many people do interview-only podcasts that it's hard for the audience to get to know the host, which is he's absolutely right about that. And, uh, and Bob reminded me, like, hey, man, it's been a while since you talked about solo episodes on the show. And so I wanted to revisit that. So if you have the, um, the Microfamous book, um, there's a chapter called The Weekly Podcast Formula. And, uh, and it basically gives you the, like, the basic outline of what we recommend to clients in terms of what types of episodes do you release when you're doing a weekly podcast that whose, whose purpose is to not just raise your brand or get your name out there or whatever, but the purpose is actually to create demand for your coaching and consulting. There is a reason that you're doing the podcast. You want people to buy coaching and consulting from you. When that is the purpose of a podcast, you don't want to do just a strictly interview podcast because it's really hard to get your audience to know your point of view, your belief system, your methods, your system. When you're always and consistently shining the spotlight on somebody else, it's extremely difficult to convey your point of view. Now, it can be done, and there are people that do it, and there's reasons that they're good at it, and there's ways to structure a podcast to make it easier, and there's, there's all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, I think your audience wants to hear from you. So the way that I think about it, because obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, uh, you know I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, I grew up around church. I grew up watching my dad preach. So to me, running it like as a coach or a consultant, running a podcast without doing any solo episodes are like running a church and never preaching a Sunday morning message. Because this is your chance to speak directly to your audience. Solo episodes are like your ultimate platform for thought leadership. It's where you get to just hop on and deliver a message straight to your audience, eight to 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And it's the whole 100% soul focus is you and your message. There's no spotlight shining on anybody else. So where this fits in is into our weekly podcast formula. There are three types of episodes that we recommend if you're going to do an episode every week. So a couple of them every month should be influencer conversations. Then you have success stories with successful clients, and then you have solo episodes. Now, I do it a little bit differently in the sense that I have an entire podcast dedicated to solo episodes because I've got a lot to say. Uh, but even then, I still mix in uh, influencer conversations with very, very key people that I feel like show up and reinforce my point of view. And then I have a separate, you know, networking, I have separate podcasts that uh, kind of form the other uh, legs of that. So the influencer conversations, a lot of that happens on, I've done micro famous conversations podcasts. I've done, obviously we have a lot of those on Real Estate Uncensored. I'm about to launch a new one that's going to be like a networking podcast. So I kind of get my networking influencer type conversations out mostly in other shows. So I wanted to reserve this one to be like my thought leadership platform. And so I, I scaled back on the conversations with other people and I did more solo episodes. After doing this for, you know, quite a while, I think well over a year of doing almost entirely solo episodes, you start to look for, okay, how do I generate new ideas for solo episodes? I want to continue to do them. It's really important. Uh, I want to keep the podcast almost entirely solo episodes. So it's a very uh, narrowly focused thought leadership podcast for the Microfamous system. So how do I come up with new ideas? So I want to talk about uh, a few ways that you can sit down right now, think through some things, and immediately come up with five new topics for your solo episode. So let's start with number one, which is questions from clients. So when you are actively coaching or consulting, I would recommend either in Trello, in an app like Workflowy, 
uh, in a note-taking app, in something, even if you have to like text it to yourself, but keep track of the questions that people ask you. Keep track of the questions that you get when you are talking to a client and they say, you know, I was, I was wanting to ask you X, Y, and Z. And then you have to explain something about the way that you do things, why you do things a certain way, why you're recommending them to go in a certain direction, whatever it is, when your clients are asking you a question, jot that down, especially if it's an interesting, juicy one, because odds are if one client's asking, there's others that aren't asking and there's prospects that have that same question. So that's number one, questions from clients. There should, there should be a natural organic flow of questions coming from your clients that you can write down and keep track of. The second thing is questions from prospects. So these are the types of questions that come up on your discovery calls, sales calls, consultations, et cetera. So when you're in the sales process and people are not yet clients, what types of questions are they asking you? Those are really, really important. <laughs> those are because those are often the questions that are conditions, objections, you know, things that cause them to hesitate. They're the things that you need to build agreement on before they're ready to sign up. It's all those sorts of things. A lot of those things go back to your buying beliefs, those handful of beliefs that are really, really important to you that people share before they come into you as a client. Um, so when you get questions from prospects, a lot of times they probably lead back to your core buying beliefs, the very core handful of things that you absolutely want them to agree with you on before you're ready to work with them. So think about the, the types of questions that you get from clients. Think about the types of questions you get from prospects, people that are in the sales process. These are the people you're already talking to. You're already answering these questions day in and day out. Start keeping track of those in a place where uh, you can note them down for later, remember them so that when you go to do a solo episode, you can just pull up this list and go, oh, I remember that. I'm gonna do an episode about that. So I do it in Trello. I have a Trello board for my Microfamous podcast and that's where I keep track of all my solo episode topic ideas. So whenever I get a new episode idea, whenever I get a question that, that catches my ear, whenever I get something that somebody writes in, whatever it is, it goes into that Trello board under the solo episode topics. And basically when I sit down with the intention to create a new episode, all I do is I start by scrolling back through those episode ideas. So keep track of those. The third thing, and I did this a lot on Real Estate Uncensored, is pull questions from Facebook groups. So they weren't questions directed at me. They were questions directed at the Facebook group, but it was a targeted Facebook group full of our ideal listeners. So for Real Estate Uncensored, we happen to know and, and feature him on the show, a gentleman who ran a Facebook group that had 60,000 members in it. So we were members of the group. We ended up actually being admins of the group and we were allowed to live stream into the group. So we would go, okay, let's pull for a Q&A episode. Let's do nothing but questions from this group. And then when we were like actively in the phase of like growing the show and trying to spread the word grassroots style about the show, we would stream live into the Facebook group we would answer the questions that people were asking in the Facebook group and then we'd actually go back and I would respond to that person's question and say like, hey, we actually answered that question around 15 minutes into this episode. Here's the link, go check it out and let us know what you think. So that straight up grassroots style, um, you know, kind of growth hacking basically, telling people directly like, hey, we answered your question on this episode, here it is, check it out. But they weren't questions directed at us. They were just questions directed at the Facebook group. So you can kind of like piggyback off of those questions to add value, but also grow your show at the same time. So that's number three. Number four is topics from your guest episodes. When you're, when you're doing a guest episode, there are sometimes when you're like, man alive, I would love to chase that rabbit trail down. Like I really want to ask you about that, but we got to stay on message here and stay on this one topic to keep the conversation focused. Okay, great. 
make a note of that, throw that in your solo episode topics and come back to it later. If you notice something that you wish you had time to cover in conversation with a guest, but you don't have time in the moment to go down that, that tangent, just make a note of it so you can go and cover it in a solo episode. So this comes up sometimes when I'm talking to, um, uh, well, a great one is, is the episode that I did with Frank, uh, my mentor on puffery and hype, hype language. I did a follow-up solo episode to that where I dug into uh, puffery and the language that we use to describe ourselves, that what do we call ourselves as coaches and consultants? That actually hit two birds with one stone. It was a question from somebody in my email list, and it, it was following and, and going deeper on a topic that came up in my conversation with a guest, Frank, on his episode. And so I was able to actually hit two birds with one stone and created a new solo episode based on chasing down a tangent that came up in a guest conversation. So topics from your guest episodes. When you have a topic that comes up, that you don't have time to really go in depth on, note that down for later, come back to it, okay? So that's number four. Now let's talk about number five. This is something I'm working with a client on right now, Lars Hedenberg. So what he's doing right now is he's recording a guest uh, episode. So he's interviewing them, a very focused, you know, 20 to 25 minute conversation with them about one key thing in their business that he wants to dive deep on. And then he's doing what I would call a piggyback solo episode and following that up with a 10 to 15 minute deep dive on his perspective on some part of that episode or, or going deeper into the main topic that the conversation with the guest really didn't create the space for. You know, there's, there's things that come up when you're talking to a guest that you, you would love to do like a 10 or 15 minute monologue and, and really go deep on. You obviously can't do that on a guest episode, right? You can't talk for 10 minutes straight when a guest is on the line. So just do a piggyback solo episode, right? Piggyback off of that guest episode and do a solo episode where you dive deep into something that you wanted to cover, but you couldn't do it in the context of a guest episode. Great. So that's a really fantastic way to come up with solo episode ideas is go back to your guest interviews and revisit some of the things that you talked about. And I bet you'll come up with four or five ideas just from that of things that you could piggyback off of and go deeper into. So that's what I would call that piggyback solo episodes. You can do it more strategically, like what Lars is doing, where he has a guest episode come out. And then the next episode is a solo episode that piggybacks off of that guest episode. So it's directly related. So, you know, one episode comes out and then bam, the next thing the audience sees is a solo episode that dives deeper into the concepts that they heard in that guest episode. So you can do it like that, or you can just go into your back catalog of episodes and you can look for topics that you haven't covered yet and just come out with solo episodes that are piggybacking off of previous ones, but aren't coming out uh, grouped together. So you can do it either way. Now, the next one that we'll talk about is insights from books. So uh, a good example of this is the, the recent episode I did about Dan Kennedy's success in infomercials and what podcasters can learn from it. I just happened to be going through uh, one of Dan Kennedy's books and something stood out to me and I noted it down. I threw it on my solo episode topics in Trello and came back to it later. And the next thing I knew, I had a solo episode out of that. It just sparked something. It sparked some thoughts. I jotted down some notes. Uh, I sat down to record and bam, got a solo episode. And all came from just this random insight from the stuff that I was reading. So if you're like me, odds are you're probably reading and you're probably having insights that tie directly to your point of view and your belief system. When you do have something like that, note that down, put it in your episode topics, put it in your list, come back for it later, and then think about how you can tie that insight back to what you teach and what you coach and consult on. So that's, I think that's number seven. Uh, and finally, this is one thing that I work on with clients a lot. So whenever clients come to me and they're like, man, I know I need to do some solo episodes, but I'm kind of running dry on topics. 
one of the very first things that I lead them back to is their point of view, their map of the world, their outlook, their belief system. So if you remember from the book, your point of view is like a triangle. And at the very tip of that triangle is your clear and compelling idea. It is your single core message about who you are, what you do, and, and who it's for, your clear and compelling idea. Below that are your beliefs, especially your buying beliefs, which I mentioned earlier, and the beliefs about the world, the things that you believe, kind of the core of your belief system. And then underneath that, at the foundation of it, is all the evidence, all the supporting beliefs, all the, all the experiences that you've had in your life that contribute to the things that are now built on top of that. Like the, it's the things that like support your worldview. Okay. So that's, if you imagine your point of view as a triangle at the top is your clear and compelling idea. Underneath that is your beliefs about the world, your bold opinions, your, your buying beliefs. And then underneath that is all the supporting evidence, beliefs, experiences, anecdotes, statistics that you've heard, like all the stuff that like supports it. It's like the foundation of why you look at the world the way you do. So that's your point of view. Now, what you want to do when you're running out of solo topics, if you run across that challenge, is revisit your point of view. Look at all your beliefs. Look at your bold opinions. And I like to have this all mapped out. So when I work with my clients and we launch a podcast, we actually physically map all this stuff out on the Trello board so we have something visual to come back to and we're not starting from scratch every time. So I actually do map out what are those supporting beliefs? What are, what are the anecdotes? What are the statistics? What are the experiences that you've had that lead you to believe what you believe about the world? Okay, why do you believe this? Okay, how does that fit with this? Um, what are the things that you really care about somebody agreeing with you on and the things that you don't? Write all this stuff down. So if you have that kind of written out and you have what I would call a, a point of view map, then you've got something that you can come back to. And I think one of the very first things you should come back to is your buying beliefs. Those are those the handful of core beliefs that somebody absolutely has to agree with you on in order to make them an ideal client. The things that they've got to agree with you and see the world in the same way that you do. Otherwise, they're just not a good fit for you. Come back to those buying beliefs and think about what are the things that you could talk about that will reinforce those beliefs. Maybe there's some experiences that you've had recently. Maybe there's uh, an anecdote that you've come across or there's something that you've read in a book or a conversation you've had with a client or a referral partner, whatever it is. When you kind of have that list of your core beliefs, your buying beliefs in front of you, those handful of core beliefs that you absolutely need people to be agree with you on, it's going to spur some things. It's going to bring up some things that you can talk about. So that's my, that's my last uh, recommendation for you. So questions from clients, questions from prospects, questions that you see asked in Facebook groups or other kind of online environments, topics from your guest episodes, piggyback solo episodes, where you go directly off of a guest episode and follow it up with a piggyback kind of solo episode insights from books, and then revisiting your point of view, and especially your buying beliefs. That's number eight. When you go through those things, if you don't have five new topics for solo podcasts right now, then I don't know how to help you. Because <laughs> odds are, if you're passionate about what you do, if you're passionate about the, your message and what you bring to the world and, and the change and the impact that you can make when people agree with you and do what you recommend that they do, chances are you're going to come up with a lot more than five new topics. You'll probably have 15, 20, 25. Then you just sort them out. One of the ways that I like to sort them out is I run them through a, uh, a headline analyzer. So if you go to a company called ShareThrough, ShareThrough.com, uh, it's a good place to just take the title of, of an episode idea and just run it through that, uh, run it through their headline analyzer and see what suggestions it gives you. Like uh, using more alert words, uh, talking about the body or context words, 
um, uh, positive sentiment versus negative, active language versus passive language. So there's some really great things that it will spur in you if you take an idea for an episode and you run it through something like a headline analyzer and just see what it comes up with. I know it made the title of this episode better than my original one. So, uh, so I use it all the time. So that is the idea generators, how to have five new topic ideas for solo podcast episodes right now. Go do it. If you're not yet running a podcast and you are in the coaching consulting space, especially if you sell to entrepreneurs in the professional service space, we love those types of clients. If that's your audience, if that's your people, if that's who you want to serve and impact, reach out to us because we'd love to help you launch your podcast. And uh, we take care of everything for you. You work with me to do all the, all the things that we talked about in terms of mapping out your belief system and figuring out what your clear and compelling idea is. That's the first few weeks of the launch process. And then we put a podcast out into the world that is designed to create demand for coaching and consulting from you, not just to have good, fun conversations. If you're interested in that kind of help, uh, and then obviously our, our agency works behind the scenes to do all the behind the scenes work. It's completely turnkey, 100% done for you. Uh, just go to our website. The link will be right around this episode. And you can check us out and see if we're a good fit. Uh, and of course, thank you to everyone who leaves a review and a rating for the show. We appreciate that. It helps feed the algorithm and gets the show in front of more people. And with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this solo episode about solo episodes, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.